Welcome to the Stuff in Junk Show, where we share our opinions on random subjects from interesting news, social topics, pop culture, our likes and dislikes, things you've seen, heard, or read, to what we did and what we do. You know, Stuff in Junk. Hello, my name is Albert. And my name is Ruthie. This is Johnny. And as you guys know, uh, Ruthie is back from Albania. Welcome back to I'm America. Back. But uh, let's, let's hear some stories from Albania, Ruthie. So th- the first thing for me... When I used to travel a lot, long time ago, mm-hmm. the one thing that always concerns me is the language, communicating with people. So what oh, is your experience 100%. with the language of Albania? So the language was, um, well, I've been dating my boyfriend for well over six years now. So I, I like learned a few phrases here and there, like, how are you? Um, you know, where is this? Where is that? Where is this person? But beyond that, like, I really didn't know too much. So when I got there, everything was, like, hardly, especially where we were in the north, of, yeah, in the city of Skoder, um, barely anybody spoke English. I mean, luckily, his cousin's daughters um, spoke, spoke English. So I was able to con- converse with them, and they were able to translate um, around the city with me. Um, but the language is nothing like you've ever heard before. It's nothing. It, it's actually in the branch of, in the language, in the family tree of languages, it has its own branch. So like all Albanians say it's a flex in the language world to speak Albanian because nobody, it's not related to any other language. Okay. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's pretty cool. Like by, by um, I think by the, by, by two and a half months, I was able to start really picking up the language and like, not speaking it so well, like I speak it like a child, but like I can tie things together. I can order things in a restaurant. I can um, like have a very limited conversation with people with like still the help of somebody. But if I'm by myself for the most part, like I can understand what people are saying. You know, we kind of want to hear you uh, give us examples, right? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Like, um, like what? What would you like to... How do you say hello in Albania? Pershendetje. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> exactly. Pershendetje. Pershendetje. Like that? <laughs> no, it's like Pershendetje. Like, Pershen, like hello, Pershendetje. 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 Or Pershendes. I don't know why I'm doing like a Borat accent, but Pershendetje. <laughs> no Borat accent, no. <laughs> Besides, besides Albanian, what is there any other dominant language there? Because it's no, part of Europe, a, right? So they must they have a lot of like like a major group that that uses that place as a tourist place. You know what I mean? Or is it just all Albanian? No, all Albania is full of Albanians. They don't have any minorities. The most minorities are like Gypsy Roma Gypsies. Um, they have their own language, but they speak Albanian. Is the country like surrounded by mountains? Is it kind of isolated? Is that why they have their own thing going on? I believe it's like like sixty or seventy percent of Albania is mountains. Yeah, yeah, everything is like mountain ranges. That's why it's called the Balkans. Because um, it actually comes from the I believe it comes from a Turkish word, um, where it means like the wooded lands or the wooded mountains. So literally, okay. the, all of the Balkans, from like northern Greece all the way to Montenegro, um, parts of Macedonia, and Kosovo all the way to Serbia, they're called the Balkans because of those mountain ranges. So literally, everywhere you go. In Albania, it's it like you'll be on the beach, you could see mountains. You'll be on the flatlands, you'll see mountains. You'll be on like mountains, and you'll still see more mountains behind you. <laughs> like there's mountains everywhere. 
And like usually the mountains actually border um, that create the borders for the countries, like the surrounding countries. And that's why I think I here, and this is like my my dumb little theory, um, because most Albanians, if you like like my boyfriend, for example, we did the 23andMe uh, a couple of years ago. So, of course, being Filipino, m- like my genetic DNA, my DNA was just like it, it lit up all over the world map. His was literally like blue. 99.8% Balkan. <laughs> like, um, so he was basically like 99% Albanian. And I was like, wow, it's like, it's like your ancestors literally came up out of Africa, found the Balkan, like found Albania or like the, that Albanian um, area, like that whole area. And was just like, you know what? This is good. We have the sea to the west. We have the mountains to the east and north and south. Yeah, we're good here. We're going to chill. And they just like stayed there for the last twenty six thousand years. Speaking of like genetics and whatnot, how do the Albanians see you, American? You know, but the fact that you're female and like, do they know that you're Filipino? You know, that kind of stuff. Oh, oh my God! Um, where do we even start? America. Uh, no, they they just have no idea where what I am. They like they just they just look at me and they immediately think. Well, they they assume generally I'm Asian because I guess my eyes are small. So, okay sure um, okay i have actually a story i was out with one of um uh one of our one of his one of my boyfriend's relatives um she and i came out at a restaurant and there was this kid just sitting i don't, I don't know if i already told the story like a couple of episodes ago uh there's this kid just sitting on the side of the road and he sees me and he just goes oi kinese and literally it means like oh chinese and i was like oh that's cute like they just have no word for Asian. So they, I mean, they just assume every Asian person is Chinese. So they just called me Chinese. But it was more like in astonishment, like, oh my God, it's an Asian. You know, like, oh, it's a Chinese person. And I think the whole Chinese thing is because uh, for Albania, I believe historically, if not the Middle East uh, borders, they're most associated with China in terms of the international market. That's the reason why. Yes. China. Because of com because during communist during communist Albania, um, their best friend in the world, so quote unquote, mm-hmm. uh, was, China was China because of the the communist relations. Those were the communist brethren. Um, they kind of helped each other. Uh, they tra- they only traded with each other. So when China opened up relations with the with America, that's kind of when um, the Albanian communist regime kind of had its downfall and like eventually really became a hermit and never like opened up to any other countries until its fall. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, yeah, and there's like uh, a good number of um, Chinese population in the capital, so they know of Chinese people. But uh, Filipinos, when when I would meet more relatives and they would see me, they would go, "Oh, so where is she from? Like, where is her family from?" And you know, we'd go, "Oh, well, I was born in America. My my family's Filipino," and they go, "Oh." Philippine, Philippine, Filipinas. I go, Indonesia, Indonesia. I go, yeah, close, pretty good, really good. So, and then they would just, um, like, one of my boyfriend's relatives would just, like, call me Indonesian every oh, time after really? that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, Filipino, but okay, I get it. You're close enough. It's good. <laughs> close enough, indeed. Um, Albania is very much um, like, a, like the traditional patriarchy thing, right? Oh, so patri- patriarchal. So, sure so, so patriarchal. So go ahead. Go ahead so, with stories about that. 
so um, well, one of the reasons why we went there for so long was to help my boyfriend uh, settle in his parents uh, in retirement there. So they were fixing up their house and renovating. And the contractors were just constantly patronizing me because I was like giving my, you know, I've, I've, as you guys all know, like I love my DIY. I know how to renovate things. I know how to fix things. I know how things work. And to them, they just assume like women are just good for getting married and having children and cooking and staying in the kitchen traditionally, right? Not saying all of Albania is like that, but traditionally, yes. So especially in the North, they're very traditional. And so they're looking at me like, like literally this was one of the conversations I had with the contractors. He looks at me and in Albanian, and I understood what he was saying. He goes, so you're saying you come from the Philippines and you're trying to tell me how to do my, you come to Albania to tell me how to do my job. <laughs> and I just wow. looked at him. I said, do you know that the Philippines, aside from Dubai, has the only other seven star hotel in the world? So, yes, <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, because the Filipinos help create Dubai. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was like, you know, I, I know a thing or two. My uncle, I grew up with my uncle who's an architect. I do, I, you know, I've, ha I've gone through my own renovations myself. Mm. I said, I know a thing or two just because I'm a girl. And then they just kind of laugh it off. Like, like oh, ha, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ha, sure, 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 sure. Ha, ha, yeah, look yeah, at yeah, that yeah. woman you, talking. You, ha, ha, ha. On, on top of that, I, I already look like I'm only 19 years old over there because everybody looks, you know, older than me. <laughs> and they don't, they don't believe that I'm 35. So I'm just like, I'm old. I, I have experienced life. I have life experience and I have work experience. I know what I'm talking about. So it was um, in that aspect, like the patriarchy, it was a little frustrating because they really, even, even to their own wives, they just don't listen. And you're just like, ah, you're just talking. Ah, you don't know what you're talking about. Ah, you don't know what you're saying. Well, you know, <laughs> Muslim culture, go figure, right? Muslim or any it's just Albanian culture in general it's they're not all Muslim actually like yeah. some of them are Catholic some of them are Orthodox Christian they all mingle and intermarry they're not very like religion is not at the forefront of their identity like it's Albanian first and then your religion so yeah, it's like it helped build the culture though that's the thing in a way yeah. in a way it did yeah but it was always a patriarchal society even before the Ottomans what form of government do they have right now? It's not communism, right? What form of government do they have right now? Is it a democracy? Is it uh, like yeah? It's, it's a republic. Yeah. It's a republic. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're under a prime minister, Eddie Rama. So they have elections and everything. Um. Yeah, I think their elections are in um in February. I mean, February fourteenth, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but like oh, like many countries over there, there's a lot of corruption. So. Ugh. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> You want something, then you better pay. <laughs> mm -hmm. well, what, okay, what on a regular day in Albania? What do you do? What do you see? What do I see? So, if we were back in Skoder, and um, which is actually a very adorable, cute little city, um, we usually go to the Pedonale, which means which is the uh, main, um, like stone paved. Uh, road with like all these cute little shops and it dates back to um when the when the venetians uh invaded albania so there's all these buildings that are venetian inspired very italian inspired old old buildings and uh you usually go for a giro there which means you go for a walk up and down up and down and you see i'm not joking you see everybody on this street like one time 
um, we were walking. I was with one of the girls and I wasn't even looking. All of a sudden, like my boyfriend, Ellis, he just like comes out of nowhere. He's like, hey, what are you guys doing? And I was like, what the heck? Where did you come from? He's like, I told you, we all run into each other here <laughs> on the street. And he wasn't kidding. Like we weren't even planning on meeting up and he was off doing his own thing. I, we were off doing our own thing and we just ended up bumping into each other. And when you're walking up and down this way, like you have uh, you have like an 85, 90% of running into anybody that you probably were not even thinking of seeing that day hmm. in town. So it's like, your, it's like your stereotypical everybody knows your name kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody knows everybody. Okay. So like, for example, if, if they ask you for your last name, they'll go, oh, I know somebody who has this last name. Are you related? And then like you find that connection. It's a very, very small city. It's like 70,000 people. Okay. So, you, so you, you go walk up and down, you have a coffee, you have lunch, or you have dinner, or you have a snack, or you have a cacao, like they say, hot chocolate, or tea, or chai, easy, yeah. black tea, or some kind of tea. I think you do need to like ex- expand on the cacao because people might think you're saying caca. Cacao. No, no, no. no. <laughs> kidding, kidding. Caca. I know Albania loves so, coffee. Yes, yes, we know. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, Albanians love their coffee and they love their cacao, which actually is only in Albania. Like they love their hot chocolate. So one thing, two things I learned. Cacao is like our form of hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. If you say chocolate, which is like chocolate, it's the span. It's like that Spanish type of version of chocolate, which is like thick and syrupy and almost mm. like a dessert. Yum yum. Yeah. So when you say you want chocolate, that's what they're gonna give you. It's like you need a spoon to eat it. But if you say cacao, that's the hot chocolate that you could sip on, and it's usually like a dark chocolate, unsweetened, and you have to sweeten it yourself to your liking. And usually, like, so we go to the pedinale, like, we pick a cafe that we feel like going into or have a gelato or something. Um, or we drive across the river or the lake and uh, go to this place called Shiroka, which overlooks the lake, which is right next to Shko- um, uh, Lake Skodra, which is, like, obviously in front of Skodra. And, uh, yeah, we just look out into the water and, like, have a coffee or a cacao there. Mm. And yeah, that's that was like our typical day. And I'm, and and I'm assuming like, for a, like a city like that, uh, there's got to be like a lot of animals around, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, the animals. You're talking like when you're, like when you're on the main road, like there'll be cows crossing the street, there'll be goats crossing the street, there'll be sheep crossing the street. The street. Um, if you're in Pedinale, there's like tens and tens of dogs, and each of these dogs have like, of course, their own turf. But they're the friendliest, friendliest animals. Yeah. And like they're super clean and they're super well fed because the locals love them. And I mean, nobody takes them in because they think street dogs are dirty, but like they're super sweet dogs. Like I was trying to fly my drone on um, our last day and I put down the drone. I guess the dogs thought I was putting down food. So they all flocked towards me. And when I started petting one, it was like they all started going crazy and wanted me to pet all of them. <laughs> it, was, it was like pet me pet me oh you're picky you're getting pets oh you are so nice i want to be petted too like they just had that like every like all the dogs are just wagging their tails and then the cows like when you see them crossing the street it's like they're just minding their own business you we drive along you, you kind of stops traffic and then they just kind of like you know walk slowly chewing like okay whatever it's time for me to go home now and they know where they're going like there's nobody following them or leading them they just come and go they go graze and then they know when to come back when it's getting dark 
Okay, so this, these are like street dogs, kind of like what you see in the Disney movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like goat. Well, I don't know so much about goat. Goats and sheep like need to be herded, but cows, cows and horses, like they know, they know where they live. <laughs> okay, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> okay, uh, speaking of crazy, uh, you have traveling stories that you should share. Oh gosh, um, I don't even know where to start. Um, <laughs> so there's, so, okay. So we, aside from Albania, we went to Kosovo and we went to Montenegro and we tried to go to Macedonia and, um, on our way from Kosovo to, to Macedonia, um, we managed, we, we went through, everything was fine. We paid for the trip insurance, which you need for your car when you're traveling in Macedonia. Um, but I guess I don't know what happened, but I think at the border, like they saw that we had, we were the only ones who had American passports. And I'm not saying that that's the only reason why we got stopped by traffic police, but I'm pretty sure like there was something going on between customs and like the traffic, the traffic police, because they had no reason to pull us over. Um, so like about 10 minutes from the border, we got stopped by, we were still on the highway, but we got stopped by traffic police. And they asked for our passports. They asked for the car insurance. They asked for, like, everything. And then they wouldn't let it go until we bribed them. And they were very blunt about it. <laughs> how much is we a were bribe? Like, well, at first, well, at first, um, I think they were just expecting, like, a 20, like, 20 euros or 50 euros. But we didn't know how things worked. So we didn't, you know, we didn't want to... Like Ellis was was scared. He didn't want us to, you know, get arrested for bribery or anything like that, doing anything wrong. So he was like, "No, I'm sorry. I don't like. I don't know what you want. Like, um, I, I'm not gonna do that because I don't want. Like, what if down the line, like somebody else messes with us and like what? You guys are just gonna keep taking money from us. Mm -hmm. So then this guy was like, "Oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna have to write your ticket because one, you're not all wearing masks in the car, and it was three of us, and we in were all car? traveling together." in the car that we all had to wear masks, even in the car. Um, he said that we didn't have winter tires, which we did. And then he said, because, oh, well, here's one thing, like our, our car rental expired, but like we had a verbal agreement with the owner. He was like, yeah, you can keep the car for however long you want because he was from the same city that we came from. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I, I know who you guys are. Like, you can keep it for however, like you, we don't need to, you know, um, extend the lease. So they were like, they just like had things on us that were just piling up. So they were like, oh, you know, you should have been wearing masks. That's like a hundred euro fine. Um, not having winter tires. That's like a 300 euro fine. So did they also give you a ticket you can... for not bribing them? Hmm? <laughs> I think they gave you a ticket for not bribing them as well. Basically, they're trying to fine us Failing for not bribe. bribing them. So I think, I think it, what you're trying so to say then is we were like, okay, so what is the ticket? And then this, this other, this massive, so it was a Macedonian cop and an Albanian cop. And the Macedonian cop was just in the car. Like he was pretending to write a ticket, but he was literally not doing anything. He was just sitting there for like a good 20 minutes. And I was like, so I was like, you know what? Let me, let me work. My, let me try to work my American accent. So I went up to him. I said, I'm sorry, what's the problem? Like, I don't understand. Like, do you need us to call the embassy? Like, I don't understand what the problem is. Oh, because this and that. And he listed the same things to me. And then I said, okay, so what do we need to do to get our passports back? Because we just want to turn around at this point because it's getting late. We we just wanted to be, we just wanted to go to Skopje for, for the day. 
and maybe one night and then come back. But if it's going to be like this, we're just going to turn around right now. And then the Albanian cup comes to, comes to us and he whispers something to Ellis and he's like, we'll give you back. Basically, he said, we'll give you back your passports for 100 euro. Hmm. So we, we basically had to give give the guys 100 euros just to give us our passports back and turn back to the border. Is that what their hint hint was with the uh, mask thing? Because the mask is 100 euros. So that's their, that's their hint hint. We want 100 euros. Basically, yeah. They basically hint. Like, first he was like, first Ellis was like, he, he was trying to figure out like how much they wanted. And he was like, how much do you want? Like 20, 30? And he was like, no. 50? No. And I was like, and he was like, oh, okay. I get it. Okay. You guys want 100 euros. Fine. So. But the 100 that euros, point, that's it, right? No, no tickets, mm-hmm. right? Just 100, 100 and then you still no. turn around and Yeah. Yeah. Just to like return everything. But. But yeah, it just kind of like gave us, so we were talking to friends um, after that and they were like, yeah, that happens all the time. You're supposed to just slip them a 20 when they ask for it. Don't give them your passports oh, and just say, what's the problem and slip them a 20, euro, 20 euros and then keep going. And then they'll let you keep going. Wow. And we're like, oh my God, <laughs> had we known but I mean, we didn't know. So it was a learning lesson. So maybe next time we're back in Albania, we'll go to um, we'll go to Macedonia, but we'll probably go through the Albanian border instead of the Kosovar border, because that was just—we had no idea what was what was going on or how we could, you know, kind of turn things into our favor. So we just kind of gave up and went back to Pristina, which was like another hour and a half drive. Let me ask you this: How unusual hmm. is Ellis that he immigrated out, that he left Albania? Do people? It sounds like mostly people born there, they live there, they die there. Is it unusual for somebody to, to leave the country? No. Um, a lot of Albanians leave. There's actually more, uh, there's actually a huge Albanian diaspora. Oh. There's more Albanians outside of Albania than there are in Albania. Yeah. It's like the oh, whole okay. thing with the Irish. There's more Irish, there's more Irish people mm-hmm. outside of Ireland. Mm-hmm. Where are they? Where are they and like Puerto Ricans. Uh, they're here in the US, um, Italy, all over Europe, pretty much. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And there's some in Australia and South South America too. Any uh, okay. other uh, traveling stories you want to share? Um, what was another traveling story I had? The oh, um, alligator so, mountain pass? <laughs> not alligator, logara. <laughs> logara. <laughs> Why does it say alligator in my was that? Then. <laughs> Autocorrect. Correct. <laughs> Okay, fine. <laughs> when I was reading that, I'm like, alligator. <laughs> yeah, I don't think alligators are known to so be on a more fun note, <laughs> On a more fun note, we, um, so on our way to the south, we had passed to, um, to the capital, and then we had gone south, and we went, we were heading to this city, I think, was it coming to or from? It was coming from Lore, which is a which is a seaside city, beautiful city. We stayed there and then we were making our way to um, to Saranda, which is all the way, all the way in the south of Albania. Another like beautiful beach town, beautiful waters, beautiful beaches. Um, so I'm looking at the map and like, I was like, this looks so close. Why is it taking like three and a half hours to get there? And it's all like zigzags. I'm seeing like zigzags, zigzags. He goes, oh, because we have to go through the mountain. And I was like, okay. So then we we didn't realize that the mountain 
was literally you have to go up the mountain, not just on the side of the mountain. You have to go up the mountain. So as we're going up and up and up the mountain through these zigzag passes, we see Lugara, L-L-O-G-A-R-A. And then it just keeps going up and zigzagging and up and zigzagging. Next thing I know, I was like, oh, pine trees, cool. And then I see like fog and I was like, oh, fog, is it that cold up here? Interesting. So then, and then the fog just gets thicker and thicker and thicker to the point where you don't see anything to your left to your, or to your right. Because it's all you see, like, like what's the closest, like the road and the trees next to you. And then when we finally get to a clearing and the, the car makes a turn because we're about to go back down the mountain, we see how high we are. <laughs> we're literally on top of the mountain. And what I thought was fog was actually clouds. Wow. <laughs> we were that high up. And when we went, like, so we went a couple of zigzag turns down um and ellis just needed a break because it was like so stressful for him to like go up that path i can imagine yeah so there was like a an opening where you can park your car and like take pictures of the sea and everything from from uh from that viewpoint and there was like a there was like hundreds of goats like going up and down the mountains with their shepherds Mm -hmm. and uh we look back up we're like holy crap that was not fog we were up in the clouds Mm-hmm. We were on the top of a mountain. <laughs> That's wow. pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So that was something we did not expect. So and and you could literally go from um, winter weather to going all the way down to the sea in a matter of like maybe half an hour, and have beach weather. Mm. It was yeah. It was it was so bizarre. It's like you're passing through person. like like uh, weather weather patterns or something. Yeah. Yeah, it was so weird. Like, like you guys know how in California you have your your beach and then you have your mountains, but imagine that like so much more polar mm-hmm. when it comes to the weather. Like, you can actually take a. I took a dip in the sea, for example. Like the next day, I took a dip in the sea. It was it wasn't hot, but it was pretty warm up. To like wearing winter clothes two hours later when we were back up in the mountains in a oh. in a in the stone city of Girocaster. Yeah, speaking of winter. Uh, you you wrote down here that they don't celebrate Christmas, which I guess isn't surprising, but they do celebrate mm-hmm. New Year's. And then yes, they, do. they don't celebrate Thanksgiving, of course, but they mm-hmm. have turkeys in New Year's. Now, is turkey a thing in New Year's? Why is it a thing? Um, Nobody really knows. They just do turkeys on New Year's. Hmm. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And the turkeys, you don't buy the turkeys in supermarkets. The whole month of December, they have live turkeys. People sell live turkeys. You go catch them. You go. You go hunting for them. Not, not really. The, the farmers bring them out onto the side of the roads, and like it's not like they're corralled or tied up or in cages or anything. They're just kind of like chilling, hanging out with each other on the side of the road, and just like blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. okay. Oh, you want to buy me? Oh, okay. You're gonna sell. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> they just kind of like stand there by the side of the road, like chilling, and then uh-huh. you want to buy one, like. The farmer's there and he sells it. If you wanna, if you wanna slaughter him right then and there, you, you can. But it's all fresh. Like the the turkey that I cooked for New Year's was um was like a day old after they slaughtered it. You cooked it for New Year's because you're the the female, right? Is that, that's what it was. Or basically, I was like the elder <laughs> female of the house at the time, <laughs> and literally Ellis's cousin came because his his birthday was New Year's Eve, so um. 
he that's all he wanted for his birthday. He wanted a tur he wanted a turkey dinner. And we were like, oh, you want to you want us to take you to Istanbul? Let's go to Istanbul. Let's go or let's go to Egypt. Let's go to Cairo. See something different. He was like, no, no, I just want to stay home. I want to have turkey. And we're like, what? And literally the next day he comes home with a turkey. He so-called cleans it with the neck still attached. And he plops it up. He plops it onto the countertop in the kitchen and just looks at us girls and goes, here, cook it. (laughs) And I'm like. Um, I know I'm American, but I've literally never cooked a turkey in my life. <laughs> I'm like, that is very, you're either stereotyping me or you're just being really misogynistic right now. <laughs> but surprisingly, that turkey came out really moist and delicious. Mm, okay. Yeah. And I think it has to do with the fact that it was fresh and not, not frozen and store-bought. What, what websites do you have access to over there? Does Google... What do you call it? Uh, Yelp? Uh, anything? Anything that was Hulu, Disney Plus, Netflix? Like um, what of the well, stuff we get here, you can get you can get over there. I could kind of get around it with the. I, I got a VPN, so I was well, able to get yeah, around those. But VPN. Without yeah, a VPN. so I had to get around it. They, they have Netflix though. It, Netflix just came, I think, like a year or two ago over oh, there. Wow. Okay. Um, they don't have H- I couldn't get HBO to work over there. Um, Disney Plus, I had to use a VPN. Um, but you have Google there, huh? They have Google. Yeah, okay. you can use Google. Um, they don't have Yelp. So, like, uh, ordering and things like that, or learning about other things are really big on Instagram. So, like, if you want to order from a restaurant or something, you can contact them through Instagram. Okay. What about social media? Is there Twitter and stuff like Facebook? Um, they're big on Instagram, Instagram, and maybe TikTok. Not really. Snapchat is big. Is still big there. Um, what else? That's pretty much it. Facebook is. About, they don't even understand Twitter? what Facebook is, especially the younger generation. Oh, lucky. What about Twitter? <laughs> Twitter, no, not really. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So everybody's just. Oh. Yeah, and like when when restaurants want to advertise, they just open up an Instagram account and tag a bunch of people and like pretty much every, it's such a small country that it pretty much like spreads by word of mouth. And then people just start following each other on Instagram. And that's just how like a business blows up. Oh, okay. So Instagram is a thing. Okay, cool. Instagram is a thing. Yeah. So no Yelp, right. just Instagram. If, if people like what they see in pictures and they go, Oh, okay. It looks yummy. Uh, we'll go there. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of what's a thing, uh, COVID-19, that's a thing. Uh, what is co- how is COVID in Albania? What is COVID in Albania? Oh, what is COVID? <laughs> <laughs> what is COVID? There's no such thing. We have we have this running joke. Whenever we get to the north, back to the north, um, there's nobody with masks. So you say pa mask, pa maska, no masks, mm-hmm. or skavirus. There's no virus. Skavirus, skavirus, oh, right. no virus, no virus. Yeah, people. It's, it's even like, on the. It's even on the news. It's like, it's in it's on the news, but it's kind of like man, yeah. Like there's there's like you know eighty more cases today, you know things like that. Like oh, you know one person, and it's terrible, you know. I know, like one person passed away, or like um, a, a twenty year old got it. They're in the hospital right now, you know things like that. It's um, it's it's small news. I I feel like their health has a lot to do with um their food and diet. 
everything is very farm to table. It, and it's not even on purpose. It's just, just the way things are over there. So I feel like that has a lot to do with the health of the people. And most Albanians, if they do get COVID, they do pass it, even in, the, in old age. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So since nobody's They're, like doing any, like obviously nobody's caring about taking tests or whatever. I know you have to take a COVID test coming back to America. So it wasn't like an issue. He just like showed up and there we go. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. <laughs> um, the funny thing about, okay, so the first time I actually got the COVID test when we were there was we were going to Montenegro and we needed to show a negative test um, in Montenegro. Um, so, you know, we're going, we're going, we're driving. Um, Ellis's cousin is driving us. And then we end up in this town close to the border in the north. And he's like, oh, we're going to go into this clinic. And we're like, okay. And we go into the clinic. Um, everyone's, of course, wearing their masks like below their nose because they think it's a joke. And we're like, um, what's happening? And they just say, oh, they're going to take a COVID test. And we're like, what? So <laughs> the doctor literally like pretends to do a tourniquet on our arms, what? pretends to look for a vein. What? And then puts a Band-Aid on my supposedly found vein and then said okay that's it I, i i took your blood i'm gonna test you know the results and you'll find out in 10 minutes oh my gosh <laughs> we're all so confused because like his cousin like ellis's cousin never even said anything about like what was gonna happen you know how this is gonna you know be done with the processes so we go outside we're like what what are what just happened like what are we waiting for And my boy was just like, um, I don't know. I think I think it's fake. And I was like, yeah, no shit, it's fake. Like, I have a Band-Aid on my arm with no, for no, with no reason for it. So 10 minutes later, they call us back in and they're like, I have good news for you. Your tests came back negative. And we're just like, great. Okay. He's like, that would be $8 or like 800 lek, which is like $8 per person. <laughs> <laughs> so then we're like, we're like, okay, um, thank you. And then we go to Montenegro, you know, we come and go as we please. So basically, like, you know, we had that, that test. And um, coming back to America, like now, I know they needed um, the airlines, they needed the QR code, which all the tests have. So we had to, of course, get a real test this time. So we go get a real test, get this, we walk inside the clinic, Not even the staff is wearing masks. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> no one is wearing a mask. People coming in for a test, nobody's wearing a mask. They're just like, I need a test because I need to travel. Okay. So then, you know, we go in and, you know, I, only the doctor is like wearing a mask, like loosely under her nose. And she like gives me a quick swab, which is like, it's a real test this time. But she like gives me a quick swab. She's like, okay, that's it. You're good. You're done. In Albanian, she says that. And we're like, okay, thank you. And then we get our test like less than 12 hours later at night. And yeah, and that was like a legit um, test that they sent to the Capitol. Okay. They put your name in the system. They put your results in the system. And uh, you pick it up later that night uh, for the printout so that you can take it with you to the airport. But that's how serious COVID is over there. They, like not even people in the clinic <laughs> wear a mask. How long is that test good for? Like 48 hours? Um, 72 hours. Because okay, you, you need a negative test 72 hours before your flight. So we got it literally the day before. Gotcha. Yeah. 
right. Well, we were gonna so, end. The, we were gonna end the discussion about food, but I think you talked about enough food in the on a previous episode. So just listen to that, for listeners. Yeah. So, <laughs> and there we go, folks. Ruthie's trip to Albania. Yay! <laughs> you guys don't want don't want COVID. Um, I know it's just going there, but it's kind of nice not to wear, have to wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet it is. <laughs> all right. All right. Thanks for listening. My name is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at albert 5 by 5 And my name is Ruthie. You can find me on Instagram at RuthieGrace13, R-U-T-H-Y-G-R-A-C-E-1-3, and RuthieScats, R-U-T-H-Y-S-C-A-T-S. And this is Jamie. You can find me on Twitter, J-I-A-M-I-G-L-O-U. Leave a comment on our Twitter at StuffJunkShow or Facebook.com slash WhatWorsWhy. Leave a voicemail if you dare. Show your support. There are free options. Head over to WhatWorsWhy.com slash support to find out how. Music has been provided by the Y-Axis. All the links and information can be found on WhatWorsWhy.com as well as the show notes. Before we go, how about our recommendation? Ruti. Uh, recommendations. Okay. Another Albanian recommendation. If you guys find yourself going to Albania after yeah, this trip. Here we go again. <laughs> here we go again. Come on. Because I do want to go back. I want to go back so bad. <laughs> There's so much to see. Um, the, uh, go to the restaurant called Mrizi Izanov. Wait, wait. This, this wasn't mentioned in the previous episode? <laughs> I don't know. I might not have. I might have. But I highly recommend it. It's a it's a really cool agro-tourism uh, place. Like, they have geese, like, live geese running around they have their own farms um they make their own wine they make their own cheese um they support local farms and and businesses and um it's just it's a really cool place the food was amazing um they're really big on their pomegranates if you like pomegranates and you want to go to albania and you want to try food uh i strongly suggest going there it's in it's in uh it's near close to the city called leja and fished and um, it's a uh, yeah, it's it's like the middle of nowhere. You have to go through dirt roads. Um, it's pretty cool, and uh, it actually has a hotel on site too. So uh, if you guys want to check it out, uh, Mrizi Izanove. Okay, I have no idea how to spell that. Yeah, but it will be. I'll spell that for you later. Yeah, get, get right on that. It'll be in the show notes, guys. Right. Yeah, I'm show. sure. Yeah, yeah, you gotta get the details, Albert. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> sure, we're definitely gonna go. Okay, this was episode four hundred of the Stuff and Junk Show. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, this has been a podcast on the Who What Worst Why Network.